0: Hi, and welcome to this special episode of K-12 Tech Talk. Uh, We have a quick uh, banter back and forth about a few Google things that happened this week. But the majority of our show is an interview with a gentleman that we're calling Denzel. Denzel is a tech director at a school district that was recently hit with ransomware. And this interview with him covers uh, from the moment that he knew something went wrong, All the way through the recovery part process with the forensics team, the lawyers, the insurance company, and when he found out that data had been posted on the web. Have a listen.
1: All things technical in K-12. This is K-12 Tech Talk Podcast with Josh, Chris, and Corey.
0: live from the somethingcool.com studios this is episode 31 of k12 tech talk i am josh to my left is Corey. to my right is chris and in a moment we will introduce our guest can you hear Uh,
2: my cough no is that that coming through
0: you muted yourself very well
2: good job would it be a professional
0: so chris you want to talk about our exciting news from somethingcool.com real quick
2: yeah, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt because we have Thank shirts God. now. Right? Yeah, most of the time we do this and I don't wear a shirt. We've never talked about that before. Well, yeah,
3: me and Chris go shirtless. <laughs> Josh goes pantless and it's just a thing.
2: In his, What's oh it? Tidy-wities?
0: Oh, no no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have the uh, Corey the Crocs with Corey calendar coming out soon. And the Tidy Whitey Josh calendar uh, oh. coming soon after that. We're going to release them like Marvel's been doing their shows. Like Corey's like WandaVision, which like everybody likes. Everybody likes Corey and Crocs. But you know that Josh in the Underwear is coming up in 2023. Right. right. It's like, this get ready. show
0: went off the rails <laughs> right, right. early. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Anyway, somethingcool.com, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. You can email Jeremy Porter at sales at somethingcool.com for all of your server and networking needs. And I always do wear a shirt. It's only Corey that goes shirtless. But we have shirts and hoodies for sale now for fun. Uh, Something Cool did give us some money uh, to offset the cost of the shirts and hoodies. So their logo is on the back. Uh, Something Cool. They've uh, been with us since the beginning of this. Uh, they believe in us, believe in them. Somethingcool.com.
0: And now Corey's not muting his mic when he coughs. So that's been entertaining <laughs> while Chris was trying to plug something cool. So it's it. I think it's been an interesting week. There was a Google Drive, Google Docs outage earlier in the week that raised a little bit of havoc yep. for everyone. And it was down, what, most of the day, two-thirds of the day. And then the Google alert messages caught up that everything was okay the day after. We got 65 emails from Google the day after the event uh, was taken care of. So Google's, Google's got some work to do on their uh Did you
3: audit. get your uh, switch access kind of lined out? We, we, yes. We're we lined out for now.
0: Yeah, I think we did. We um, We went ahead and released 89 to everybody, and the calls kind of stopped after that. Is that what you experienced? Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I was going to mention really quick too, Google sent out an email last night that if you are one of the paid up or the um, upgraded versions of Google Workspace for Education, the plagiarism tool that out of the box, it it checks against uh, public papers and documents and books and whatever. But now they have enabled the feature or turned on the feature. to um, The plagiarism tool now looks at... Content that students in your district have turned in. Um, so you have, as an admin, you have to go into the admin console and turn that feature on to make it available. But now, I,
2: did you do that yet?
0: I did. I did first thing this morning. I had a did yours you work? I don't know. My high school Wait, librarian
3: what? Chomping at the turn bit. Something on.
2: I well, turned. Curry. I I did the steps in one of the screens, uh, like where it shows like the shared drive.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. It said, "Make sure you have shared drive turned on," but it didn't say why or what yeah. to do. Mine didn't
2: populate correctly, uh, and I reached out to Google support, and they said, "Well, did you wait 24 hours when you turned that on?" And I said, "No." So they told oh, me to wait.
0: Interesting. Okay. Oh, what is this? All I did was go in. I went in and turned on the what is it called yeah. local yeah. plagiarism tool. Hey, Corey, there's a mute button on your Man. microphone. If you didn't, can you know hear that.
3: that when I cough into my yeah. shirt? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we can. Um, we can.
2: Where's this tool at? You go to Google Classroom, it's and right it's on the front there. of the
0: microphone.
2: <laughs> oh, the tool! Google Classroom, yeah,
0: app, apps, Google Classroom, and then Did I get
2: this email. But it's a little, it's a little heavier to not heavy. Oh but yeah, there it is. There's a few
0: more steps. Oh, there are. But you have to make sure you have shared drives enabled for your staff, which we do. And then that's all I really got out of the document unless I read it wrong.
2: Well, you have to do like that uh like that Google service account.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. What?
2: Yeah. Oh like when God. you enable originality reports school matches, it says that you can make it. well, you already did the shared drives.
0: we We have shared drives turned on, yes.
2: So, like you enable that it was in that email
0: see i didn't I didn't see that.
2: Oh yeah, here's the email. Let me get to it real quick.
0: This is awesome.
2: dead air. you enable <laughs> you'll 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 fix it. Oh, this is good. Oh, yeah, I found the link or right, I'll do this later. You enable that thing, and then there's like this page uh classroom.google.com slash g slash oa originality school matches and there's like a service account that it gives you this long string and you're supposed to take that and apply it to like your shared drive or whatever it's weird. really
0: uh, send me those yep. instructions because i did not see that in the instructions
2: I'll and the up. instruction i don't think the google's like i was gonna say where did you are, f- where did it's you? it's f- like one, one of those emails you get
0: interesting okay I went off the Google help document and it didn't, I
2: didn't see anything about that. Oh, whoops. Anyways, mine's not working. Okay. Well, they did say, but they told me to wait 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So those are the two big things that uh, we dealt with, or we were excited about this week. You guys have anything to add before we get to our special guest?
2: No, let's hit it. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, do Did we want to quit? Is he still there?
0: Do we want to talk about one yeah. of our other sponsors, real quick?
2: Oh my gosh. No, Just to I'm get, it.
0: get it out of the way.
2: Who we want to talk about? We got Provision Data Solutions, but they're not even in the country. They're in Jamaica, man. <laughs> uh, provision Data Solutions doing the cornhole at Midwest Tech Talk coming up. Side note on that I'm in training. I've been doing no carb. I'm getting my body ready to throw down. Is that is that really true? On day one, <laughs> <laughs> gotta start somewhere. <laughs> uh, but anyways, reach out to Ryan at Provision Data Solutions. Uh, they can help you out with anything. But not all this right. week because they're in Jamaica.
0: Yeah, they're in Jamaica. Um, all right, so there was a, hit... mysteri- a mysterious oh my voice. Yeah, he 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 didn't. We didn't tell him that he doesn't speak until we introduce him. So oh, we sorry. We, uh, uh, that's all right. Let's see, he's using to a back. voice
2: changer too.
0: Yeah. So we do have a guest today. His name. He's going by Denzel. Um, <laughs> oh, his name is Denzel. Oh, sorry. I'm going okay. by Denzel.
2: Denzel. You don't go um, by Josh. Your name's Josh. Yeah. What's his last name? Franklin. Sure. What Jefferson? Washington.
0: Washington. Den- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Denzel is at a school district (laughs) that fell victim to a ransomware attack in the uh, not-too-distant past. And he has agreed to come on the show with a little bit of anonymity to tell us about their experience and how how they made it through, I guess, and what that experience was like, and all of the dirty details. Mm. Welcome, Denzel. Thanks for having me we're excited to have you we've we've done one other interview like this uh with us that guy was from louisiana right yeah a huge district in louisiana they do their districts different down there and his story uh made my skin crawl the national guard showed up and helped helped them rebuild computers mm-hmm. for like a week <laughs> um so i'm i'm we're really interested to hear your story so um with with Keeping in the mindset of a little bit of anonymity, give us an idea of your district size, client count, student count, what kind of devices you use, that kind of stuff could kind of set the scene.
4: Yeah, sure. So we're, we're not too big. We're about 3,000 students, um, 300 staff, one-to-one with Chromebooks, K-12, through um, and staff are all on Windows 10 PCs, so about 450 PCs
0: or so. Those are desktops, I guess, not... All laptops. Oh, All wow. laptops, yeah. Okay, so you got some mobility built into your staff devices. Um, so your size is relatively similar to Chris and I. Corey, I think you're a little bit smaller, right? Or about half the size?
2: Yeah. And you always say Chris and I, but I'm 2,000. You're 3,000. Oh,
0: I, I don't know why I have it in my head that you're 3,000 kids.
2: Yeah, yeah we talk about it, then you always revert back. Yeah, I don't <laughs> listen. That's um, fine
0: so yeah we're we're very similar to Denzel. We have about three thousand students, uh, about three hundred uh, certified staff. Um, we do not have staff laptops, so i'm I'm kind of curious um, guys, do you have any other questions for him going in to set the scene or you want him to to start the story on when they first realized they had a problem? just
3: paint paint the picture, Denzel, paint the yeah, picture. right. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll
4: start at the beginning and just kind of what, what kicked it off for us. So it was, um, February 25th. I had gotten up about 6 30 that morning as I normally do have my cup of coffee and sent down. And I'm sure as most of you do start checking my email, um, and noticed that our phone system was down. So I was like, Oh, great. Probably need to reboot the server. You know, you know, normal stuff. So I go, I connect to the VPN, hop in, start trying to figure out why I can't turn my VM on, um, the server that hosted it was totally fine, but the VM wouldn't boot for anything. And then about 15 minutes later, I get a email from a teacher that had a ransom note on their login screen. Yeah. So that's when I was like, "Oh, fantastic!" So we immediately, you know, made the call, pulled the internet, cut it off. <laughs> We're not having school today. We're not being in person. You know, Josh mode. Right. Yeah. Everything's down. Yeah. Call the superintendent. And he was like, do we need to shut school down? I'm like, yeah, we don't know what needs to come in. Um, luckily, you know, most of our services are cloud hosted at this point. So, you know, we use Canvas. Um, so in the cloud, you know, really nothing hosted locally that much anymore minus our entire financial system.
0: Well, um, so that brings up a question too. Is your student information system on site or is that hosted? So That's
4: also, that's also hosted. Oh, so yeah, okay. We, um, you know, we were functionally able to just pivot to a, a virtual day of learning. So the, you know, the teacher still taught, kids still taught. Um, by the time my staff and I got in, we were able to identify 30 devices that had been impacted by the ransomware. Basically, any staff that had been in um, that morning when they when the attackers pushed it out, you know, got it and got hit with it. So we relatively came came out of it fairly unscathed. You know, we were able to get those staff replacement devices that same day, you know, maybe a Chromebook, maybe it wasn't a laptop, you know, but they could still access all the resources that they needed. Um, you know, then it kind of pivoted into, okay, how do we get get things back up and going? Um, fortunately, our backups were good. good. So, you know, we have, we have two physical servers on site, um, one kind of main server and one as a redundancy. Um, they had kept intact the DNS and DHCP services so clients could still connect and still Hmm. get the ransomware they pushed out. Um, But every other server, they had encrypted um, the VM, so it was shut down.
0: So did did they encrypt it, I guess, at the OS level or the VMDK? Like, were they able to gain access to vSphere and and somehow do something, or did they do it... They Is had it, access.
4: They had access to every server on site, so we we use Hyper-V. Oh, um, okay, okay. So they had access to the Hyper-V host and, and encrypted the the VDKs at that point, and you know, game over, can't boot them.
0: Oh my um, gosh!
4: But again, you know, we we were functionally backup and operational by end of the same day because we had good backups that we test routinely.
0: Okay, so um, let's let's talk about that real quick. Backups. So. Yeah. As far as um, arm's length or air gapped type backups, was your backup server in the same domain as your production servers or was it standalone workgroup type?
4: It was standalone workgroup, so it wasn't on the domain.
0: Okay, um, so we're air gapped backups. Are you doing them to disk or are you doing them to tape?
4: What was uh, that? To, to a NAS, so just to network okay. attack storage through iSCSI. Okay, um, so backing up that way um could they have if they had been persistent enough could they have found it and gotten to it i'm sure they could have they could have compromised credentials at some point and gotten to it um, but they didn't but we also back up off-site to off-site to azure as well
0: okay so
4: So,
0: go ahead
3: um so uh i'm a vmware customer and i think the rest of the guys are here as well um even though you're hyper v how do you think they accessed your hyper v uh, they, we were able to, um, we worked with a cybersecurity company
4: to do the investigation and we were able to determine that they compromised the logins of one of my staff.
0: Oh my so gosh.
4: They, they basically had admin credentials and RDP access to whatever they wanted at that
3: point. So this wasn't more of like a, a virus or malware traversing your network. This was actual, they had credentials and they were oh, absolutely. they were yep. clicking the keyboard and mouse themselves.
4: Yeah, actually, that same morning, um, I remoted in over the VPN, and I was in both as my account, which had some admin access, and as our domain admin account, trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Um, and then I got, all of a sudden, I got kicked out of the domain admin account and tried to log back in. And the password had been changed.
0: Oh, my so God. <laughs> they, were,
4: they were actively in the same time as me, and I was like, oh, oh, shit. And I started changing passwords, disabling group policies before I got kicked out.
0: Oh, before, my before God. Before I had a tech
4: on site to pull the internet. Like, this
0: is making me nauseous. So you were so – <laughs> at, <laughs> at that point, you were still home, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I was still home. How yeah. far away do you live from your school?
4: I'm about 30 minutes away.
0: Oh, my, I could not imagine that drive.
4: Yeah, but I, luckily, I have, a, I have um, a tech that lives within 10 minutes. So, I, I so what would you tell that tech to the, do? I said, like, go, to... go pull the internet. Go pull our yeah. ISP connection. Just yank it. Um, and they, you know, they got there about five minutes later.
0: Oh my god! I could not imagine. I'd probably be passed out on the floor. That'd be horrible. Yeah, we I, we've had a conversation. And my only my only
4: fear was like, I, I hope our backups are good.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how often how often are you testing your backups? Um, we test them about every
4: three months, about every ninety days. We'll pick a pick a system or whatever and, and test
0: it. So you do a full restore, run it yeah. as a as a parallel, not on yep. the network device, boot it up, so make sure you can see yeah, everything. Yeah, make sure everything boots and it works okay, yeah.
3: Which I guess, you know, I this this is god awful, <laughs> just this terrible story. But I guess this type of intrusion where you know it's an active person, as long as they didn't infect your backups, you actually probably feel better about your backups. Rather than, like, if it is malware, you know, you have backups stored for a while, but you don't know, you know, that malware could have been sitting on the servers for, what, months? And then, you know, it yeah. activates at a certain date and time. So, I mean, I think with this scenario, maybe you feel a little better if your backups restore, like, hey, we're in pretty good shape. You know, if you had a malware attack and you restore, you're like, well, I, like, let's do virus. It's not sitting on the backups already. Yeah. What we,
4: we did make the decision, you know, it's like, okay, do we, do we restore AD? Do we just restore it and move on or do we just wipe it out and start over? So I just said, screw it, wiped it out and started over because then I could guarantee you they didn't have access at that point.
0: Yeah. You know, I I would almost hundred percent agree that what's... Because I mean, you don't know what account yeah. was compromised.
4: At that point, I didn't know. We, we couldn't, we didn't determine what account had been compromised or, you know, really yeah. any action they took until about a month later.
0: So, sure. you know, you said the first comments to your tech on site was kill the internet. I, I've had a conversation with. I've got two guys in my office, and I've, I've had the conversation. If if any of us ever get that call from a user that says I've got this really weird screen up asking me for Bitcoin, the first thing you do is you go into our server room and you take a pair of hedge
2: trimmers to the fiber yeah.
0: connections, and yeah. you will, we'll we'll clean down. it up later. Yeah.
2: Yep. Holy, seems crap. a little hedge. I mean, hedge trimmers seems a little extreme. Nope.
0: well, and who carries around hedge trimmers? I mean, I mean <laughs> I've got a pair sitting right by our core, just for that reason. In emergency, break glass. So,
3: so Denzel, um, <laughs> what? Um, so, obviously, the first steps is is you're you just you're trying to what mitigate the issue and then get critical staff going. And then, how long did it take before you're like? okay let's call the insurance and let's like get the ball rolling on that
4: so our our basic standpoint um through our our, um incident response plan is you know restore services right so we want to get people back in the building and functioning as quick as possible so the you know the first thing we started spinning back up was all right we need dns dhcp going you know got that restored back up um you know we we knew we were going to rebuild the domain but um they were still able to log in to their, their old account. You know, even the old, even though the old domain didn't exist, it was still there. They could still log in, you know, from an end user standpoint, you know, there was nothing functionally different for them. Um, They just knew we had to come and, you know, touch their device at some point. Um, And then it became communications. Our phone system is still hosted on site. So we had a, you know, a good clean backup of that, got it back up and running. Um, So, you know, once those were back up, you know, then I, I felt comfortable saying, OK, you know, we can bring people back in. Um, you know, we had already identified all the machines that have been impacted. Um, you know, fortunately, we were we were still in this hybrid learning mode. So, you know, not all of our staff and students were on site. So that, you know, helped save us some headache for sure.
0: Interesting.
2: You just said um, that you, that you so, so something about the incident response plan. So y- your district does have an incident response plan that you can refer to. Yeah, we do. I mean, it, it,
4: I wrote it, it lived in my head, but you know, it's just yeah. some, it's just some basic, like, okay, let's make sure we're checking these boxes
2: and I'm missing these things. Do so, you believe that that document did help you? Yeah.
4: You know, especially if I, if, if I had been hit by a bus, you know, that it mm-hmm. definitely would have helped. Um, if someone just happened to walk in and figure it out, I would not wish that on anybody, but um, just having some kind of game plan to follow definitely helped because of course you're freaking out you know trying to figure out what's going on and you know hoping your backups are good and hoping you can get everything back you know just having that peace of mind this you know steps that I created when I was of sound mind right, right you know to point back to and go okay, we need to check this, let's check that let's move on right so
0: so you said you, your first steps were to get DHCP and DNS backup which makes complete complete sense but i'm I'm thinking of like my environment I I have a ton of DHCP scopes, yep. did did you have your scopes and ranges documented somehow? Yep. Okay, yep. you
4: did. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, we have a, um, basically a network spreadsheet that documents all our scopes, IP ranges, reservations, all of that stuff. So yeah, that you know, documentation sense. really saves you in, in something like this where you're not trying to rack your brain and remember you know, what was the subnet for our early childhood center? Right. You know, I couldn't tell you that off the top of my head, but I could go look it up and tell you.
0: Interesting. I mean, I, I, we had gotten into the habit. I've got a, like a tertiary AD box that we turn on once a month or so. It syncs, it, it has DNS, DHCP, active directory. So it gets all that stuff once a month. But yeah. in Corey's thought process of, okay, what can you trust? And if you're really, in the mindset of a zero trust type event, nuke it. You, you can't, you can't trust anything. So, and, and I guess that leads yeah, me that's to. that's the me... approach
4: I took was, was zero trust. It's like, I don't know what's been compromised. I don't know what's been, you know, I wasn't necessarily worried about, you know, reusing the same DHCP range. Right. Especially if, you know, I, if, if AD was brand new, I didn't care at that point. So yeah.
0: All our IPs could stay the same. But, so yeah, that leads probably... me to my next question. Then if you're, I mean my thought process in a zero trust type mentality in the heat of the moment my first inclination is going to be every every desktop or every PC is off network until it can be reimaged it, did you guys go that route or did you just reimage the ones that you knew had the 30 that you knew had a problem right away or did you end up reimaging everything
4: uh, we no, we only re-imaged the ones that we knew right away, um, but we didn't even image those. It took a month before we cleared those through the uh, investigators we worked with. But um, no PCs that weren't infected, um, we allowed them to come back on the network um, for two reasons. One, um, our antivirus did catch it and stop it. Oh, interesting. Um, it pushed out to about it pushed out to about thirty machines. It was a PowerShell script that was running. So it um, it eventually flagged that as suspicious behavior eventually and stopped it on about 120. Um, so I I felt fairly confident that if it was still you know actively being pushed from somewhere that our AV would catch it, and then we also pushed a <clears throat> excuse me a secondary monitoring through um, Sentinel One, which I know a ton of districts use. But yeah, I, um, the the it. cybersecurity company pushed that out, and we pushed that out to every every machine. Um, as we, you know, move them over to the new domain, so they they monitored that for a month just to make sure there was, you know, nothing residual out there.
2: Were you your... relying on your antivirus logs to tell you how it was spreading, or what? How did you identify, you know, these thirty machines got it? Like, what were you trusting for that?
4: Um, well, the thirty machines we knew because the staff couldn't use them anymore. Right. Um, but then for all the remainder machines, for people that were still in districts we physically check them. So, you know, if they weren't encrypted, um, we kind of went off if they weren't encrypted in uh, RAV and Sentinel one didn't flag anything. We went on the assumption that they were, they were clean at that point and joined them to the new domain.
0: Interesting. So how quickly was the call made to insurance company or
4: uh, the following day that, that very next morning is when we okay. called them um, and, in You know, I I don't know what your policies are, but definitely check and make sure you have a a solid cybersecurity insurance policy. Um, You know, we we had to pay the deductible, but they paid for the attorneys, the cybersecurity insurance, um, the cybersecurity investigators, and they paid for 30 replacement devices. Oh, wow. Um, Even though we were able to reimage those and reuse them. Um, they still considered them, you know, impacted and damaged due to the attack. So they replaced them, except for the warranty. We still had to pay for the warranty, which was interesting. But, huh. um, and just to just to give you an idea of um, the cost of some of this, just the cybersecurity investigation alone, if the district had to pay that out of pocket, was
0: $55,000. Holy cow.
4: We have yet to receive the bill for the attorneys. Um, I suspect it will be, you know, six figures easy.
3: So, so moving on to, to this part of the story, like, like you were, I guess, assigned a team and then like, how hands-on were they, were you just more of a a worker for them? And they told you like, Hey, we need this information or how, how did that flow kind of go?
4: So they, they, they help with a a whole slew of services. Um, First, they want to help you recover um we didn't really need their recovery services we had already you know kind of established services and were back up and running at that point so yeah to, to your point i was more of the you know we need to try to capture this log look at this kind of information um but if if we did need help you know we don't know how to rebuild id or we don't know how to do these things they definitely had people um that would have stepped in and, and help
0: with that that kind well, of stuff and i think the important point there is too i mean any, any IT guy can rebuild AD. I think the important part there is rebuilding it quickly. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're, you or somebody on your team, it might have taken a week to rebuild. I'm sure whoever the cybersecurity company was, a day, day and a half, and they've got stuff up and running the right way, you yeah. know, to, to a standard of, of whatever. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's an important distinction here is that, you know, they bring in these, these teams that they know what the hell they're doing. Um, so yeah, that, that's, were they decent to work with? Was insurance decent to work with? Was the cyber company decent to work with?
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they're very understanding and, you know, you know, we're absolutely there to help, um, the, the attorneys as well. Unfortunately, um, we did have some information that was compromised and we can, we can talk about that a little bit. Um, so we also had to do the whole notification process and send out letters, um, insurance covered all of that too. And, you know, that was all done through an outside company. So we didn't have to rely on district staff to fill those questions and answer those phone calls and that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: I've, I've heard the minimum, I've, I've talked a couple different places where this has happened, both in education and actually in a healthcare uh, environment where a breach like that happened and they had to send out a notification and everyone has said minimum, if that happens, minimum hundred grand just for that service. Oh yeah. Um, we haven't
4: seen the final bill for that, but yeah, it'll, it'll be, I think when all this is said and done, it'll, it would probably have been, it'll probably be around 300,000 that we would have had to pay if we hadn't have had,
3: you know, the, the insurance. Yeah. Who, who figured that part out about the, the data, the data being taken? Was that your team or was that the, uh, the forensic?
4: Team? That was, it was both of us. So, you know, we, we, you know, we determined what, you know, you know we try to determine what we could on our end through event logs and just you know try and look at things um but definitely the cybersecurity people did you know more of a legwork on that um and fortunately fortunately and unfortunately most of the groups that do this and the one that targets us you know they have pr websites where they post all this information yeah so it's really easy to go look and find out well we know what they got now we know where it came from too oh my gosh so, yeah
0: did they end up posting your data Yep, absolutely. Oh I mean, my never- gosh!
4: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: So, I, at, at the beginning, I was, I was, I was ninety-five percent sure they got nothing. I'm like, well, we're fine. There's nothing. Told our superintendent, like, I don't think we'll have to worry about sending notifications. You know, we don't, we didn't have um, any file shares anymore. Most of our stuff was offsite. Mm-hmm. Um, our financial system, the database looked actually intact. They had just encrypted the, the VM. So I didn't think they got anything there. Um, but lo and behold, you know, you don't always know what end users have stored on their devices. Or, oh. Um, you know, when, when you have people that have entire files called employee social security numbers, oh. those, those tend to get uh, targeted. So.
0: Oh, my God.
4: Yeah, when I saw that, when I, when I, I had been monitoring the, their site to see if we, you know, popped up, and then it popped up, I was like, damn it. And then I looked at what they had. I was like, why did you have
3: these files to
0: begin with? So you... Like,
3: how, how did you know who they
0: were? Yeah, that, that, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, the, the
4: person where the files came from or the attack? No,
0: no. no, the attack.
4: Oh, they tell you so on the ransom note. They, you know, they say this is the group we are. Here is our website. If you don't believe us, so you can go right now and look and see the several hundred targets they've hit since last year. So,
3: did they did they ransom you? Like, did they give you a dollar amount to pay? No, they did not.
4: They gave us some, um, you know, some uh, dot onion email addresses to contact them at, which we did not even contact them. Um, you know, to talk about payment. I was like, yeah, I'm not talking to you Was
3: guys. that a, did you even have a conversation with the insurance about that? Like, did they advise you at all to like to pay or to not pay?
4: They asked, they're like, what are your position? I'm like, we don't need to pay. None of our data was, you know, we restored. We don't need to get anything back. And there's no incentive for them not to post the information right. anyway. Right. So no, I don't need, I, I didn't even engage with them at all, which is why they then eventually you know posted what they got, but they would have posted
0: it. Well, in, And from what I understand, it's not real cut and dry as far as the legality of a U.S.-based company to pay a ransom. Yeah,
4: especially a school district. I'm like, how do you even do that? Yeah. Go to our board and be like, hey, we're going to pay a ransom.
0: From from what I understand, the the insurance companies actually work through a third-party intermediary that is actually overseas. So you're not actually paying directly the ransom company you're paying this third party who then pays the ransom so that's it kind of skirts some some laws that way um but but you're exactly right even if you pay it what's what's the driver for them not to post the data
4: yeah and Um, if you pay it and they know that you're a target and you'll pay them what's stopping them from trying to hit you again
0: yeah yeah Oh my gosh. So it wasn't data from a server. It was data from a client machine or a worker machine. Yeah.
3: Data from a client data from. um, Which you can't, that's, that's unpreventable. That cannot be stopped.
4: Yeah. It can be mitigated. Right. So, you know, we're looking now at, okay, we we need to have some kind of um, software running to look for PII. You know, we have that on Google drive with DLP to, to scan for social security numbers and those sorts of things. But you know, now we're looking at, all right, we, we need something that we can push out on all of our Windows machines, um, because unfortunately it wasn't just one user. Um, you know we had when we told our users we were moving their computers over to the domain, we' were like, be sure you have anything on your desktop you know backed up in Google Drive. I can't tell you the number of tax records that then got uploaded right. to our Google Drive. Yeah. Yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. And some of the people that were impacted, their tax oh. records are on there. So not only were their their information compromised, their their kids, their spouses, you know, their businesses. Some people had that information oh you know, save to a machine that was hit. So, gosh, well, we have a definitely a big focus next year of you know trying to train our users that you know these PCs are not yours. They they shouldn't be used for your personal life. You know, okay, you want to do your taxes on them, but you don't need to save a copy to that to your machine or your school Google Drive.
3: Which so- I'm a, I'm a little similar to you. Like all my staff have laptops as well. And when your staff have laptops, you know, there is a different feeling. You know, they take the thing home every night. Yeah. And, you know, they hook it up to their home Wi-Fi. And so there is a little different uh, perception, I think, with, you know, your teacher has a laptop, they take it home and they, they feel like it's a little more, like I've had some staff where like that, the only laptop they've ever had is, yeah. is a district provided laptop. So mm-hmm. like, obviously it's going to have, personal use things on there whereas if it's just a desktop that sits in their classroom all day long yeah they're most likely going to have another device they might use personal stuff for
2: we we uh and I guess this is a something cool.com plug but I need to do far more than this but we've used they have a thing it's like I scan online and I buy it's like 3 a month And, like, you just pick three random computers, and it does a scan, and it tells you, like, it it would, and I've had this before, like, a counselor's computer, and it says, like, here's a bunch of, it ended up being, like, uh, social security numbers of kids, like, because they were going into the army or whatever. And it gives the computer a dollar amount, you know, like, if that computer was stolen, this is how much is on there. But my whole bit, so, okay, we, I did that, and that's cool, and it's on three computers, but taking action, like, Okay, that end user had that data on there. I don't know that I like am at a good place or to have administrative or school board backing, like to nip, you know, don't don't download that stuff or don't don't right. keep that stuff or yeah. whatever.
4: Yeah. Unfortunately, you might not even get that until you get hit with ransomware and all your information is leaked. And then you go to them and you say, We need to spend X amount right. of dollars to fix right. these problems and <laughs> we need to hold people accountable to protect PII because it's not just my problem. Cause I well, felt no. like that,
2: that thing I did was like 20 bucks a month. And I felt like it was like asking a lot, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, we're scanning yeah. computers now for, you know, whatever. Right. I'm about to spend a whole lot
3: more than that. <laughs> yeah. And it's such, but that's such a reactionary process. It is. Yeah. You can't, you can't get ahead of, you know, especially any, any sys user, you can't get ahead of them, you mm-hmm. know downloading a spreadsheet that had information they probably need to use for something and then to, for them to remember oh i need to delete that file when i'm done yeah. like that's you know i don't know if that's even real world to think that yeah. what's and, real and there,
4: there's software that will do that right there's dlp software for windows that will you know catch those files and flag them and then you know delete them eventually but you're talking serious money at that point
0: well are you you go back to Weiss terminals in VDI where every <laughs> yeah. time they shut down, the machine's wiped. Um, but uh, that's horribly expensive and not a great experience either. Right. Um, so to get back to the how of this just real quick. So you would mention that the, it, b-
2: here's the, Denzel, was it you? Was you <laughs> compromised? <laughs> Thank God it was not me. Okay. No, it was not.
4: I would tell you if it was, <laughs> but it certainly was not. That was my first fear. I actually went I that moment at home when I realized it was going on, I was like, uh oh, shit. I wiped my all my computers in my house.
0: And oh my like, gosh. <laughs> I wiped everything
4: in my house. I went to my son's room, like, I'm wiping your computer. It's like, but I need to play Fortnite. I'm like, nope, too bad. Like, <laughs> everything. I'm like, oh my God. It's a better, virus! Like, if this came from me, I'm just turning I'm just turning my badge in and I'm gonna do something else.
0: So did did the forensics company figure out how they were able to compromise your staff?
4: so unfortunately not but they were able to determine that they had had access to our network for around three weeks
0: oh my gosh um,
4: that was the first action that they were able to find um with that compromised account from you know my my staff member um through a rdp server so we did have one rdp server that they would use occasionally for different things and i thought you know, it's only open to you know these three staff members. Their passwords are fine. I don't think we have anything to worry about. Obviously, we did, um, and of course, they connected to that through a Tor node. So there's no way to even you know determine where they came from.
0: But so yeah, okay. they they were they were on the
4: network for two weeks, you know, collecting information to try to figure out, I guess, how to hit us.
0: So back up for a sec on the RDP server yeah. was that publicly accessible by for yeah. those three? I okay, it was. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's, so that's not happening. So they harvest somehow harvested credentials of one of your yep. technicians who had elevated access, and then yep. they, f- I guess, they probably did a port scan on your external address on your external IPs. Yep, um, found I, found RDP found port. Yep. yep. Whoa. Yeah. This What's particular
4: it? this particular group, um, in other investigations, um, they almost always initiated with some kind of phishing email. So the assumption is they you know, in, hit an end user's computer, my staff member logged in um, and then, you know, or his credentials were, were cached and they, you know, Mimi cats and, and grabbed them. But um, they, and the cybersecurity company agreed that it was likely initiated with a phishing email at some point in time.
0: So a phishing email that then installs some piece of malware on a machine somewhere in the district Right. right. That, that your staff member staff member either logged into or had cash credentials on um, I mean, it, it kind ahead, of
3: sounds a lot a, a little bit of bad luck you know if oh yeah uh, happened, it happened, happened to be to it. this this privileged account i mean or maybe it, it took them two weeks they could have been i mean m- maybe gathering other account credentials as well and they finally found one that hit some pay dirt uh yeah, that it really stinks that you're you're probably yeah. never. I mean, exactly they they could happened.
4: have you know they could have impacted a machine a year ago. Right. right? I mean, yeah. there's no you know we like to think that oh it was a you know you know quick in and out, but they could have been sitting on my network for a year monitoring. You know, so, we went we went remote learning in the spring and all of my st- all the staff in my building was at home. Right. Yeah. We, then we lose command and control at that point. Yep. You know, but you know, so who who knows what happened?
0: So, admin credentials. Do your average users have admin credentials? They don't. Okay. Um,
4: now, some some users need to for certain software requirements. Um, you know, there's probably about 50 on my network that have local admin access to their machine. Yeah. They don't anymore. Yeah. So, you know, we're looking at um, you know, Pam, you know, privileged account management programs that will allow us to rotate. Know, admin credentials so it's not always the same um you know use that to manage software that doesn't need admin credentials instead of having the local users it's yeah. expensive but i i mean I, I think it's a necessity would or, or would, it's going to happen again
0: would laps fix that at all
4: no i mean it, it would help if they had used you know a local account yeah compromise but not um, a domain not, account. Not a domain account, yeah.
3: Which I may have missed this, this this account that got compromised. Was it a, you said it was a domain admin account?
4: Yeah, they had domain admin, rights. So game
0: over at that point, right? Yeah, that's over, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're kind of screwed no matter what. Um, Wow, I had a question. I can't think of it. Chris, you got anything?
2: Well, I'm glad that you sh- are sharing the story uh, because I know in our experience, even I mean in our Tri County area here, where Josh and uh, Corey and I hang out, we've we've had neighbors go through things, um, and it's it's easier to not talk about it than it is to talk about it. Of course. Oh, absolutely. So then I you're was... all you're, you're staring at them and you're wishing they would tell you what happened so that you can fix it for yourself. Yeah, we
4: have to be open and honest about this stuff. I mean, even if there are you know things we did wrong. Should we have had an RDP server open to the outside? No, we shouldn't have. But did we? Yeah. And tons of schools do. Yeah. You know, you know we have to be honest about this and learn from each experiences and you
0: know when I
2: can, try to get better. The, the easy thing that I can say to that. So, like, yes, you shouldn't have had that. But then earlier you told me you had an incident response plan uh, that <laughs> right, I don't right, have. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, like... We, we you're did doing a lot. Of, best.
4: Yeah, we did a lot of things right. I mean, well, I, did, I do external pen tests routinely three times a year. We have external pen tests done.
0: Who are, okay, so you're paying somebody to do that?
4: No, we don't. We will partner with a local university that has security that's program. Sweet.
0: I can't get them to call me back. And did they? Did
4: the Maryville. pen test ever? Yeah. yeah. Call flag? Oh, did they flag stuff all the time. Yeah. Well, did it
3: flag like, hey, this RDP server is a, it's a risk out there. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's fine.
0: <laughs> i've got an incident response plan shut yeah, up I was like that's,
4: that's like, what are the, ch- the three people have access it's not a big deal it'll be fine <laughs>
2: yeah not yeah. josh you're not supposed to laugh oh sorry
3: <laughs> well, I,
4: I, I
2: have
3: i have one i just have one more question that i wanted to make sure i got i asked like how was how supportive and you're not obviously you're not gonna bemoan your boss But like how supportive was your admin team like when this started and throughout the process of like, hey, like, you know, I'm trying to think of like, you know, if this happened to me, I'm calling my super probably on my way into work. Like, hey, there's a there's a potential we have a big problem on our hands. I'm driving in now. And then from after that, like, how was the admin team on on like supporting?
4: You know, I'm incredibly lucky where they have complete trust in me and my department so oh, oh. you know if if i if i tell them this is what needs to happen this is what's going on you know they go okay do what you need to do um same same with our board you know i, I know that's not the case everywhere so i i'm incredibly fortunate that you know they were 100 percent supportive you know there there was never uh you know finger pointing of going why did this happen this is your fault yeah none of that yeah. you know um, you know we had a an executive session with our board um once we determined that notifications would be going out you know and i'm I pretty much laid it all out on the line for them. Exactly what happened, um, you know, and they couldn't have been more understanding and, and supportive of us. You know that. You know, I think it's just a, a matter of you know how you control that narrative and how you interact with them, and you know, are you able to, you know, to have that relationship with them? And fortunately, I do.
0: Well, and I think part of it, a big part of it, is being completely honest and open with them. You know, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not one of those situations where you're going to say, "Hey, we got a problem. We got owned." and then hide half the story from them. And then they find out in an in a executive, s- executive summary report from the forensic could I have, team.
4: I could have completely done that. You yeah, know, I could have restored stuff. No one would have known. No one would have known, except for me, that information was posted and leaked.
0: Oh no yeah.
4: You know, so absolutely. Does it happen? Absolutely. Um, this particular group, I went on and I looked at all their other targets. There were many, many schools um, none that I knew or recognized, but you know, I would then Google and go look and like, was there a news article? Did they ever post anything to their website? No. Wow. Nothing, not a peep. So, um, you know, who, who knows what, what businesses or schools have been impacted and just, you never know. And, and, and this so one group had 300 targets that, successful targets in a
0: year. Wow. So one, a, I mean, just say one a day. I mean, yeah, yeah, really. Holy cow. Were they Russians? I, I don't know. I mean,
4: maybe, but, um, I don't think this, the the group that hit us has been really identified where they, where they operate out of. Um, so we did talk, we did talk to the FBI. They called that same day, um, and talked talked with me and asked if we needed any support. And if, you know, we discovered anything to share it with them. Unfortunately, I couldn't, um, three days later after we were hit, we got a, a, a notice from, um, MSISAC, uh, you know, yeah. Multi-state um, yeah. warning about this specific group targeting schools It's like ah eh, that would have been nice about two weeks ago. Oh
0: geez, but yeah. really, I mean, two weeks ago, I, I I get the MSISAC alerts, I read them. Yeah. I, okay. Whatever. Right, yeah. Move on. Yeah. I mean, I live in fear most of the time anyway, but it's <laughs> you, you know it's just a a level you know what level of fear am I at today? Yeah. I, mean, you, I really
4: think I really think if someone is determined and has the right resources. Oh they're yeah, gonna, they're going to own you. They're gonna, yeah, they're they're going to get your stuff. It, but it, Have a plan. Have backups.
0: You had mentioned that your antivirus software that you were using it took a little bit, but it finally did start catching on. Yeah, Would, can you share what that was?
4: Yeah, it was a, a vast. So we use a interesting a business. Yeah, not the yeah. free version. We we pay for the actual version. Um, but yeah, it did catch it.
0: Interesting. Um, so it it. I guess in recap, it still comes down to the human. Um, Absolutely, yep. And in multiple humans at, at multiple levels. You know, if it if it wasn't for your staff members that had a file named "employee social security numbers," you know, you wouldn't be in as deep as you are. Right. But you still would have been compromised. Yeah. Um. It it's just crazy. So not long after your event happened. Uh, there was a school district on the Western side of the state that this happened to very large school district on the Western side of Missouri that this happened to. It'll be interesting if, if the uh, post-mortem report ever comes out on that to see what, what that ha- what happened there. Um, guys, you have any other closing questions or comments for Denzel? I did. I did want to
4: mention, if you want to know how effective your virus antivirus program is against ransomware, Um, know before has a free ransomware simulator oh really that that runs that will run against you know most of the common ones and it will tell you you know if it would have caught them or not it's it's a free tool that they have
0: huh
2: I'll have to try that where you 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 talked about like you went somewhere to see if the data had been leaked yeah where where was that it's a it was a tour site so um, okay dark web yep
0: yeah, he had mentioned that that was part of the ransom message on the machines. Okay, when they, gotcha. When they came up, Yep. Wow. Any any final thoughts, warnings? You know, takeaways. You must do this from from your experience. Oh, I think he dropped.
2: He just got hacked
0: again. He did get hacked. Don't say that. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, hang on. He's coming back. (laughs) Denzel.
4: I was out. I was
0: done. (laughs) i went
4: to close the chat window i hit the wrong oh
0: uh, yeah chris chris said you got hacked again and then
4: (laughs) pretty rude probably um if i did i move into a cabin in the middle of the woods man i i
0: I think i would be living in a cabin anyway i mean (laughs) good god these guys make fun of me because of how high strong i am and chris chris had a little issue with kaspersky about a what month and a half ago two months ago yeah where
2: our antivirus ended up acting like it was a virus it was just our antivirus spazzing out but it had all the signs of a virus
0: it was changing dns servers on clients and pointing them and you know he he's like he he called Corey first he called me of course my first reaction was call the fbi and unplug your internet (laughs) um but i it it, yeah it's just but josh you hear
2: a story like this and you're like oh i mean this is why i'm scared all the time Oh, absolutely,
0: and I, I, and I know this stuff happens every day. That that's the thing. And there's the,
4: only the, the organ. The the cybersecurity investigator I primarily worked with, he couldn't tell me what company, um, but he was like, "Man, you you don't have it bad." Um, I'm working with another client right now that has seven sites across the country, twenty thousand PCs, every single one impacted. Oh my all god! Of them, all of them ransomed. Everything, everything ransomed. It's like, what do you do? You pay the ransom because you have to get it back. Like oh, they had no backups. Like, what do you do?
0: No a company that big and no backups. No, no backups,
4: or their backups have been impacted.
3: Right? Well, I think the scariest part or the is there's no hundred percent prevention, you no. know. No, you know, you do what you think is best, you learn from your your colleagues at other districts, you guys you work together. Somebody learned something, like Denzel's taught us some things today, you know, but there's still like you're You have users that are connecting to the internet. I mean, there's just no prevention. There's There's no risk.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you employ humans. There's risk. Mm.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, my takeaways would be check those backups. You know, don't don't cross your fingers and hope they work. Make sure that they're going to work and segment them off. So if someone does gain access, you know, at least they're hard to get to, hard to find. Yeah. And and have multiple redundancies in case they do get one, you got
0: got it somewhere else. Right. I think I'm up to four copies right now. And an
2: incident response plan. An incident incident.
4: response plan, so you don't miss anything.
0: Yeah.
2: So, it's the little things. That's a Denzel joke. No.
0: I'll include you in this conversation. (laughs) Uh, I saw an email. I don't know if you guys saw the email. I think Corey did uh, late this afternoon from a school district that said their cybersecurity insurance company is now requiring that they turn on 2FA or multi-factor authentication for all email, for VPN remote access, and any privileged network account for them to be covered under cybersecurity insurance. Yeah, most of them are doing that now.
4: Um, We're already already doing that too. Two factors on for every single administrator, principal, counselor, um, anyone that has access to information on Google, it's already on, and we're pushing it out for AD for anybody that has privileged access to.
3: What are yeah. you doing for AD? Are you using the like keys? Uh, a company called Duo.
4: So they're they're relatively inexpensive, um, and uh, it's just a you know a push that lives on the machine, and then it's an SMS message or
0: a you know you get an app on your phone to create so w- access. Have you had any staff that said, "Not my phone. I'm not using my phone for work."
4: No, not yet. um In the fall, when I pushed to move every single staff member to two-factor authentication on their Windows device, I'm sure that's going to happen, but I I think it's an inevitability. I think you're going to have to have it. Um, If not, this stuff's just going to continue. You know, if we had two-factor on, nothing would have happened. They wouldn't have gotten in. Right. Or or, or we would have been a much harder target, and they would have moved on. Right. right? So, you know, I I think it's inevitable.
0: Two-factor on mail, do you require it of all staff? No, right now it's just
4: um, anyone that has access to any PII, you know, large amounts, not not teachers, but counselors, principals, you know, um, attendance clerks, all of the administration building.
2: Yeah, so that's um, what we do too. Well, we, and we just started doing that. Actually, this coming Monday is when I've given, there's about 50 users, so they've had a, like two weeks to turn on two-factor for their Google, and then on Monday I enforce yeah. it
4: but I, I know some districts where they've tried to do it and the unions got
0: involved and in prevented them from making it happen, which is wow. unfortunate. But Well, Corey, Corey does it for all staff, right, Corey? Yes, sir.
4: Yeah. So good on you, man.
0: Yeah. Don't give him too much pride. Right. Good yeah. on me. Do you guys
3: hear that? <laughs> good
0: on me. Right before the fall. Well, Denzel, we, we really appreciate <laughs> You've taken uh, an hour's worth of your evening with us to scare the hell out of us. Um, But I think it's worthwhile. It's a worthwhile story to share. And like you said, it's a learning experience for everyone involved. You know, you guys, firsthand, you guys learned a lot. Absolutely. Um, But I know... I've learned something tonight. Chris and Corey both probably learned. Well, probably not Corey. He's pretty. I smart. learned I
3: need another job. That's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, I need another occupation, like right. shaved ice, ice cream. Yeah.
4: I want to like be a, I just want to be a lumberjack. Just go cut trees down. Do you have I'll a beard, Denzel? I do have a beard. Yes. Uh, my yeah. man,
0: that's too physical for Corey. <laughs> he he would need something where he could wear Crocs. <laughs>
3: oh yeah no there's no way i could be a lumberjack
2: no you don't even cut your own yard oh no. neighbor neighbor don does <laughs> <laughs> he was right. not a sponsor of the pod but could be
0: yeah if you want your grass cut by Corey's dad uh no so, it's neighbor so, don oh sorry okay um <laughs> So Denzel, we appreciate it. If, if uh, you can hang till the, we end the show, it's completely fine. I don't know how much more we're going to talk about. Uh, I know we need to talk about Aruba. Chris, you want to talk about Aruba Networks real quick?
2: Aruba, a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. Uh, a quick shout out to Chris. What's Chris's last name? I can't say it well sometimes. Illingsworth. I think that's right. Or Illingworth. There's no yeah. S, right? Oh,
0: I don't know. Corey calls him Jared.
2: I don't know. What's the Jared deal? Corey Chris at Aruba. (laughs) (laughs) And then also Jeff, Jeff Cobb, who's an account manager. I think it's like central Missouri. I could be wrong on that. Uh, But both those guys, account managers with Aruba, uh, especially here in Missouri, they will take care of you. Uh, They take care of us. I mean, we can right. probably
3: let Denzel go, right? Yeah,
2: he can drop if
0: he wants. Yeah. If he wants to hang him, listen to us argue, yeah, I'm going to
3: go eat my dinner now.
0: All right, thanks, Denzel. <laughs> hey,
3: have a good, have a good night. All right, see you, Denzel.
2: Right. So, it's the little things. Did you get that joke? You watched that Netflix movie, Denzel watched in No. Okay.
3: So, I mean, that was, was really that was really something.
0: That that's a good story. I don't I don't yeah. feel like it was quite as uh, scary as the Louisiana story that we did but it was still pretty damn scary especially could you imagine okay put yourself in his shoes could you imagine being the one to check that website and then all of a sudden oh hell there's our name and honestly
3: oh, i mean i i i i would step up obviously cuz it's my job but like no i can i can put myself in those shoes pretty easily and get myself like super nauseous.
0: Yeah. Well guys, in
3: one, I'm forty-five minutes away from work. So that would have been equally now. I have I have my my worker now who he's much closer. And I probably would have done what Denzel did said, Hey, I need you to get to the high school now and unplug the internet. Yeah. Um, but still, like, oh my God, I can't like just Irma Gerd. Yeah, Irma Gerd.
0: Yeah. I when I tell that when I said that story about it we talked in our office about if you ever get that call unplug everything
2: with the that's
0: That's legit. I mean, we had that conversation. I, I couldn't imagine. I
3: would know, uh, well, Chris and I both have Kaseya. Kaseya does server monitoring. So when something's off, Right. Well, I, I know right away, which I've mm-hmm. said before, doesn't help my anxiety at all because you'll you'll have a little ghost in your network and all of a sudden, a you know, a switch a drop for five minutes or something. And, uh, right. you know, you're at three o'clock in the morning, you're getting emails like, oh, this switch is down. Well, that all that does is add to the anxiety. The switch comes back online. But yeah, no, that would be a terrible morning. Don't, yeah. You know, wake up and see a bunch of emails that stuff's online. You, you know, immediately my my first steps would be VPN if I can, you know, and get into servers and see what's going on, and then you'll know pretty immediately like what what the problem is, and then you go from there. But oh no, I, that's nauseating to think about. And, I and think we need
2: to consider visiting the dark web. No,
0: no, that's where the bad guys are.
2: <laughs> no, could okay.
0: and and the fact that he said he was remoted in I'm and while bad he bad thoughts down. And while he was remoted in, the admin password got
2: changed. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, my. That's the worst. God. That was the worst part of the story, probably. Yeah. That's real. There's one thing, and I kind
3: of said it earlier, like, there's one thing, like, if you have a virus just running rampant, doing things, but, like, no, he knew pretty quick, like, I got people on keyboards and mice Yeah. in my stuff right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who they are. Oh. Yeah. And I don't know that I would have been comfortable not re-imaging everything. Just the I, way I operate. I know operate, you wouldn't have been. I know right? I wouldn't have been. I mean it it would have taken it would have taken the forensics people to tell me no Josh, you don't need to rebuild all 350 devices.
3: Right, and that's where uh Denzel definitely uh like he, he, for sure, he stepped up to the plate quick and he like, he had the plan yeah and then he was actually able to tell the team, like, no, we're already in the rebuild for, uh, phase. We're ahead of you guys a little bit. Right. Whereas right. my personality, I, I think I would lean on the forensic team, maybe a little more like, Hey, yeah. you guys give me guidance. I'll, you know, I'll click the buttons. Yeah. Like kind of give me the guys. Oh, you want me to reimage on machines? Okay. I'm going to, we're going to start that process now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Cause uh yeah, I I mean we can say what we want, but we, we don't know until we're in the heat of the moment, man. Right. Um and and I was at a conference years ago and Denzel presented it was honestly the first time I had heard of a school district fishing their staff. And it was uh Denzel presenting on that. And 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 that was man, that was right after I got hired for seven or eight years ago. Um, so he knows, he and his team know what they're doing. And, and again, that gets back to the fact that this can and will happen to anyone. I don't care how good you are. It's, you're a target. And, and there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do to protect yourself.
2: And then we're going to hear the story and it's going to feel like Deja Vu, another Denzel Washington movie. What? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that was incredible. Thank you. Anything uh, we'll probably have some great debate about the right and the whatever things, best practices, the great and we'll be we'll become great debaters. Another Denzel Washington movie. Or Any, you forget about it like the Manchurian candidate. <laughs>
0: Okay, I've had enough. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Gentlemen? Right. I got one. All right, what is it, Chris? Hit me.
2: do Not not another Denzel joke. Listen, all I'm saying is no matter what, remember the Titans. Oh, my God. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Titan keys are a form of UB keys for two-factor authentication. Um, and that yeah, I knew came- what Chris is doing. That came up in discussion today with the uh, the news that some of those cybersecurity companies are requiring that uh, YubiKeys keys can be an option for well, somebody.
3: Us that- I'm not going to ask who you who you have insurance. Yeah, I believe if it's the most popular one, I think we probably all three have the same. Probably. Um, I saw somebody in the email that email thread we're talking about today said that company will base their rates on yes. what your answers are to their questionnaire. So. Uh the three questions that were posted, we did meet two of the three, but the third one we don't have any traction on at all yet. Like, not even thought about it. So right. Like whenever those when I guess whenever that happens, that'll be I mean, that's gonna have to spur a conversation locally at my district with at least my superintendent on hey, our insurance rates going up. Do we want to entertain doing this, you know, this tech policy? You know, that needs to be, should be done. And then plus it lowers your insurance rate. I don't, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And, and to me, the overreaching factor in that is the level of protection. And again, nothing's a hundred percent, but the level of protection that, that 2FA would give you, especially at a, on your elevated domain accounts, um, that that's a pretty hefty, that's a pretty hefty protection. Chris, you got I agree. Anything?
2: I was going to say Denzel posted the link to oh. that uh, ransomware simulator. So we'll post that in the pod. Oh yeah.
0: That was a no before who is not a sponsor, but uh, I'm sure they would. Um, all right. Good show gentlemen. Hope you all can yes. sleep well tonight.
1: All right. All right. Bye-bye. That was a show.
0: Thanks for listening.